George has said this is the uh, first reading is from the book of Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 30, verses 1 to 20, and it's headed, David destroys the Amalekites. David and his men reached Ziglag on the third day. Now the Amalekites had raided the Negev and Ziglag. They had attacked Ziglag and burnt it, and had taken captive the women and all who were in it, both young and old. They killed none of them, but carried them off as they went on their way. When David and his men came to Ziglag, they found it destroyed by a fire, and their wives and sons and daughters taken captive. So David and his men wept aloud until they had no strength left to weep. David's two wives had been captured, Ahinoam of Jezreel and Abigail, the widow of Nabal of Carmel. David was greatly distressed because the men were talking of stoning him. Each one was bitter in spirit because of his sons and daughters. But David found strength in the Lord his God. Then David said to Abiathar the priest, the son of Ahimelech, Bring me the ephod. Abiathar brought it to him, and David inquired of the Lord, Shall I pursue this raiding party? Will I overtake them? Pursue them, he answered. You will certainly overtake them and succeed in the rescue. David and the 600 men with him came to the Besor ravine, where some stayed behind, for 200 men were too exhausted to cross the ravine. But David and 400 men continued the pursuit. They found an Egyptian in a field and brought him to David. They gave him water to drink and food to eat, part of a cake of pressed figs and two cakes of raisins. He ate and was revived, for he had not eaten any food or drunk any water for three days and three nights. David asked him, To whom do you belong and where do you come from? He said, I am an Egyptian, the slave of an Amalekite. My master abandoned me when I became ill three days ago. We raided the Negev of the Kerethites and the territory belonging to Judah and the Negev of Caleb, and we burned Ziglag. David asked him, can you lead me down to this raiding party? He answered, swear to me before God that you will not kill me or hand me over to my master, and I will take you down to them. He led David down, and there they were scattered. There they were scattered over the countryside, eating, drinking, and reveling because of the great amount of plunder they had taken from the land of the Philistines and from Judah. David fought them from dusk until the evening of the next day. And none of them got away, except 400 young men who rode off on camels and fled. David recovered everything the Amalekites had taken, including his two wives. Nothing was missing, young or old, boy or girl, plunder or anything else they had taken. David brought everything back. He took all the flocks and herds, and his men drove them ahead of the other livestock, saying, This is David's plunder. And the second reading is taken from 1 John 4, uh, verses 7 to 21. And it's called, Test the Spirits, uh, God's love and ours. Dear friends, let us love one another, for God comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. 
He sent his one and only Son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his Son as an anointing sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. We know that we live in him and he in us because he has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and testify that the father has sent his son to be the savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the son of God, God lives in him and he in God. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in him. In this way, love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. Because in this world, we are like him. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear. Because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love you, yet hates his brother, he is a liar. For anyone who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, cannot love God, whom he has not seen. And he who has given us this command... Whoever loves God must also love his brother. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. Father, we give thanks to you this morning. We praise you, Lord, because you're the one who works in us to will and to do your good pleasure. In this new year, you're asking us, God Almighty, to grow in our love for you and our love for one another. And so, Lord, we pray that you will speak to us now on the theme of imposture of love. Thank you, Lord, for hearing our prayer, for we pray with thanksgiving in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you very much for that wonderful reading. And first, Samuel tells us, remember, in verse 8, what God told David and his men. Remember when I laid the earlier foundation to this scripture that God told David what to do. He and his men, for the background, were running away from Saul. And David went out and joined the Philistines. Meanwhile, the Philistines were the enemies of Israel. And so David went and joined them. Because he was running away. No place in Israel was safe for David. And so when he joined these Philistines, they were Israel's enemies. And they were going to fight Israel. But how could David, who is an Israelite, join the enemies of God to fight against them? And so when they gathered all your soldiers to go and fight Israel, and David and his men joined them, 
the officers looked at their king and said, do you know what you're doing? You're bringing along David, who is running away from his master. What else will David do if not to sell us out in the battle? This is a perfect opportunity for David to kill us and then be in favor with Saul. And so the word against David, and the king said to David, Look, David, I know you're a good man, but my officers don't want you to go with us. And so, David, go back home. I have given you a place to stay in Ziklag, so go back. And so that is how David and his men went back to Ziklag. But when they got there, the place had been raided. Their families taken. Their property all taken. And now they have had a long journey back home. And when they came, met everywhere, burnt down to the ground. And David's men became really distraught. And you know what? Those who were supposed to be his friends said, let's turn David. He caused this trouble for us. Why should we let him continue to lead us? David should, should, should be destroyed, should be killed. And David himself was so, so disappointed. But the Bible says David found encouragement in the Lord. He encouraged himself. And then he called the priest. He said, bring me the ephod. Now let's know what God wants us to do. Now it's important. David knew he lost his family. He lost his property. All the people with him lost everything. Now, intuitively, they should run after these people because they don't know how far they've gone. Any waste of time will mean endangering the lives of those they have taken. But David didn't want to run or rush into something he wasn't sure about. And so David wanted to inquire from the Lord. God, what do I do? Should I pursue these people or not? And what did God say to him? Look at the uh, prayer bulletin I gave to you early on. Look at it. What did he say there? Number one. Oh, no, are we together? Look at it. I want us to read it together. I said, do what? Pursue, in the face of it, in the front page of the prayer bulletin, the very face of it, the face, the face. It says what? Pursue, overtake, and recover all. Do what? Pursue, overtake, and do what? Recover all. Number one, pursue, you will surely overtake, and number three, recover all. And so God said to David, now you have to go after them. And David heard that word from the Lord, and he decided to pursue this people. What was David pursuing after? His family that was taken, his property, his men's families and properties. He was pursuing something that was dear to him. That's why today we are talking of in pursuit of love. And so David and his men pursued this raiding band. And on their way, they met this person who was an Egyptian. This Egyptian was a slave to the Amalekites. But what happened? His master abandoned him on the way. You see, the devil has a way of using people and dumping them. But God doesn't do that. Hallelujah. Now, they met this man, and they said to him, 
Where are you from? He described himself, identified himself. Now, can you take us to the people? He said, well, negotiation. If I'm going to take you, you have to do a promise me you will not kill me. Number two, you will not hand me over to my master. And David said, fair enough, just take us there. And they went with this man, and they met this people. They were dancing and rejoicing over their lutes. You see, when the devil has a better of us, he's dancing and rejoicing. But let me tell you, we will recover everything. Hallelujah. They were dancing and rejoicing, but they didn't know David was coming. The Lord is coming. The devil might be rejoicing today, weeping men during the night, but joy comes in the morning. And so David was preparing for a battle. Those people were rejoicing and getting drunk. And David went and attacked them and regained his whole family. Nothing was lost. His men regained their families. Nothing was lost. They regained all their property. Everything they lost, they regained it. I'm not sure what you've lost in 2019, but this year the Lord is telling me it's a year of recovery. Hallelujah. But you do what you have to pursue. Go after it. Don't hold yourself back. They were going after love. The love of his life had been taken. His family. And what was he going to live for? He said, no, I must pursue and he went after them because the Lord had given him direction. What are you going to live for in 2020? You know, sometimes we fall short of where God wants us to be. When God calls us or when God gives us an order, say pursue, and we get on the way, if you read that story again, you will find that there were some 200 men who got on the way, they were so tired, they could not go. Say, now, you go, we will remain here. It's all right. If you can't do it, don't stop people who can do it. Are you hearing me? If you can't do it, don't stop those who can do it. And so they step back and say, you go, we'll stay here, we can't go with you. And then David went with the men who were ready. And they went out there and brought back everything. Now when they came back, those who went to the battle said, we're not going to share the loot with these lazy people. And David said, no, 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 it's not a case of lazy people. We're going to share everything with everyone. And they did share everything out with everyone, and it became a law. It was about sharing God's goodness. And that takes us to First John chapter 4, where we read. He said, how can you say you love your brother? How can you say you love your sister if you see them in need and you don't respond to the need? Or indeed, how can you say you love God if you don't love those you see? Hallelujah. Our love for God is tested by the love we have for one another. I don't understand when a Christian will say, I can never forgive him. I can never forgive her for what they did. No, forgive them and move on. Hallelujah. Forgive. That's what Jesus said. If you don't forgive, your heavenly Father will not do what? Forgive you. People may have really wronged us, but in 2019, God said, forgive and move on. Praise the Lord. Oh, are you with me this morning? Hallelujah. 
Your love for God is tested by your love for your fellow Christian. The human being you see it carries the image of God. The way you love God is to love that person. In this year, if you're married, make it your duty to love your spouse more than you've loved them ever before. Because you must be in pursuit of what? Love. In pursuit of what? Love. Together, bring back that time of rejoicing, of romance in that family life. Amen? And for your children, love them. Children, love your parents. Family, be bonded together. Church, grow together. And that's what God says to us in this year. Because we will be looking at the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit. Because a lot of times, Christians want to be empowered by God to do miracles. We pray for God's intervention. But our lives should be the fruit that show that God is in us. And so this year we'll be studying the fruit of the Spirit. And the first fruit of the Spirit in Galatians chapter 5 is what? Love. And that's why today we are beginning this pursuit in 2020 talking about love. Let me see if we can do this now. Okay? It's, it's, it's the assignment for the day. See if you can do the love sign. Yeah. Oh, I can see some hands going in different direction. <laughs> okay, wonderful. Well done. You tried. And so, you know, love in this year. It may be your profession. Maybe you've come to a point where you've lost interest. Come on. God put you in that job to make a difference. You go back in this new year refired. As God's servant, as God's voice, as God's eyes, wherever you go, in this year, 2020, let us be in pursuit of love. But you know, above all, the love God wants us to pursue is the love of himself. You know, he says, you shall love the Lord your God. With what? With what? All your heart, all your mind, all your strength. God says, give everything. That's why Matthew says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all other things shall be added to you. But a lot of times we are seeking all other things and we are leaving God. And so we are chasing the wrong things. Let's not be in pursuit of the wrong things. Let's first of all pursue God. If it's raining, pursue God. If the sun is shining, pursue God. Whatever it is in this year, let them pale into insignificance because you're pursuing God. If people hate on you, forget them. Don't hate back on them. Pursue God. Love them. Embarrass them with love. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Embarrass them with love. And let them know you are different. There's something in you. The Bible says in Colossians, Christ in you, the hope of glory. And so for us this year, let's pursue God more than ever before. When you are tired, you come back home, you just feel like, oh, I can't pray this night. Just 
lie down and pray. You don't have to kneel down all the time. Hallelujah. Because some of those things, we, must, we, we think we must have one position in prayer. No. In this year, be flexible. Be open to God. If you don't belong to a house group, this is the year for each and every one of us to belong to a house group. We want to build ourselves as people of God strong in the Lord. David encouraged himself in God. This year, encourage yourself in the Lord. Stand firm in your faith. Love on God. Love on the people around you and even the people you don't know. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because in this year... Oh, wow, you will recover all. You don't want anything to be a stumbling block to you, recovering all that the Lord has meant for you. Spiritually, physically, financially, in your family life, relationally, every aspect. God wants you to enter into that place of total recovery. Hallelujah. Total recovery. And that's what this morning is about. The love of God in our hearts makes us to love one another. The love of God in our hearts, okay, leads us to show the brothers and the sisters that we truly love God by us reaching out to them. You see one who is falling, help them up. Encourage them up. You know, Dave and Fiona told us a lesson in that, in that um, play. Gossip. All right? If you cannot take a step, don't just talk about it. Do something about it. David could have stayed there and gossiped about the people who came and plundered their families. And they would say, oh, wow, what a wicked group of people. Oh, just forget about them. No, he knew something was at stake. There were lives out there. And David went after them. There are lives out there who God wants to bring here. Go after them. Hallelujah. Let's go after them. Let's bring them to know the Lord. And if you're here this morning and you have not made peace with Jesus, today could be that day when you say, Lord Jesus, I'm sorry I've been running away, but today, Lord, I want to love you with all my heart. I want to love you with all my strength. Right. Now, God wants you to take a step. Don't just stay where you are. Take a step this year. Tell yourself, I'm going to do something different for good. Positive. And the first place we'll start this morning is to begin to pray and make some prophetic declarations. So let's just lift up our hands and thank the Lord for all these prayers. Thank Him for answers. Thank Him that you're entering a year of plenty. A year of recovery. If you are unwell, this is the time you receive your healing. Declare yourself. In 2020, I will live in divine health. I will experience divine health throughout this year. I was sick last year. This year, I enter into my moment of divine health throughout spirit, soul, and body. From the crown of my head to the sole of my feet. Begin to declare. Even things that are not written in that paper... Begin to declare whatever God puts in your heart concerning yourself, concerning your family, concerning your friends, concerning Christ church. Begin to make declaration. Tell yourself, I will prosper in this new year. Tell yourself in every aspect of my life, I will not be a victim, I will be a victor. 
That is the word of God for you. Begin to make declaration and bless the name of the Lord for it. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. You are in for a great time in 2020. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, you are in for a great time in 2020. If there's anybody out there, tell them it's happening in Christ Church. Hallelujah. It's just the beginning. Next Sunday is another one. Tell someone to come and be part of this, to partake in this. Hallelujah. I praise you because what? I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Let that thoughts remain in you as you go. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance and give you peace. The blessings of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be and abide with you in this new year and throughout in everything you do. In Jesus' name. Amen. Bless someone next to you and tell the person God bless you in 2020.